Catching you up on the latest stories from around the Sunshine State that you should know heading into this Tuesday morning, June 21st, I'm Nathaniel Wilson, and this is The Point from WUFT News. School districts across Florida are working to implement a new state law that bans classroom instruction of sexual identity and gender orientation in grades K through 3 and potentially in other grades as well. But they're facing a lack of clarity on how to put in place new policies aimed at complying with the new mandate. Sarah Mueller has the details. Sale High School graduate Alex Stanwood says a teacher stopped using the student's preferred pronouns after Governor Ron DeSantis signed the Parental Rights Bill, dubbed the Don't Say Gay Bill, into law in March. Stanwood, who was transgender, said it hurt when their preferred pronouns were not respected. It made me feel like I didn't exactly belong anymore, like I wasn't accepted anymore. But before this bill, I was absolutely accepted. The law prohibits instruction on gender identity or sexual orientation in primary school and in other grades if the instruction is not age appropriate or developmentally appropriate. The Florida Department of Education is supposed to create those standards, but it has a year to do so. School districts must notify parents if a student requests to use different names or pronouns at school, regardless of the student's wishes. Parents can sue school districts over violations or ask that a special magistrate resolve the complaint. DOE has scheduled a workshop for later this month to develop a rule for how the special magistrate process will work. But school districts are mostly on their own to try to implement the new law. Stanwood says the Don't Say Gay law and the Stop Woke Act, which limits how race-related issues can be taught in schools and in workplace training, negatively impacted the end of the senior year. The bills could not be discussed with teachers for fear of leaving them open to be sued. I was angry. We were just supposed to go to class like nothing happened when there was a lot going on. Leon County School District Superintendent Rocky Hanna says the law's vague language has scared a lot of teachers, worried that they could be sued for saying the wrong thing. It's now scared our teachers. They don't know what can they say, what can't they say. If I make a child feel bad, are they going to sue me? Am I protected? If they sue me, I don't make a lot of money. You know, they're coming after my family. So we already have a, a teacher shortage. We have a teacher shortage crisis. This is only going to exacerbate that situation. Despite the legal peril to his school district from the new law, Hannah says he told his staff to just be themselves when instructing them on implementing the new parental rights law. Our teachers aren't influenced children or indoctrinating children. That's not their job. Their job is to first and foremost protect children from harm and then to teach the standards set forth by the state of Florida, period, period. All this other rhetoric, and it's, and it's just nonsense because those things aren't happening. But that won't be the path every one of the 67 school districts in the state decide to take. Former North Florida Senator Bill Momford heads the Florida Association of District Superintendents. He says statewide consistency without more robust guidance from the state will be a challenge. There's no, no doubt about it, an issue that is this sensitive. We've got the school district and Department of Education. You know, we've got to jump on this really, really quick and make sure that we implement and follow the intent of the legislation 
and do it in a timely manner as we can. Civil rights groups have filed a lawsuit challenging the new law. But for now, school districts are preparing to put new policies in place once the law takes effect next month. For WFSU News, I'm Sarah Mueller. That was WFSU's Sarah Mueller speaking on school district struggles with the implementation of the Don't Say Gay bill. Now, let's catch you up on some of today's top headlines. Alachua County judges are set for the upcoming midterm election, though most candidates will breeze back into office since no opponents filed to challenge them. According to the Gainesville Sun, just one chair is up for grabs this election cycle, and its occupant has historically ruled on many local government issues. The 8th Judicial Circuit Seat 12 was the only judgeship up for grabs, representing Alachua, Baker, Bradford, Gilchrist, Levy, and Union Counties. It is currently held by 8th Circuit Court Judge Monica J. Brasington, who is not running for re-election. The candidates for the chair are Sean Brewer, Abronce Martin, Nathan Scopp, and Dan Wiseman. The races for judge are nonpartisan and restrict candidates from being swayed by party politics, limiting what they can say publicly on controversial issues. U.S. government officials said an Ocala grand jury indicted Roy and Robert Lashley for a hate crime. The Ocala Star Banner reports that Robert Lashley has been taken into custody and authorities released information about the indictment. Federal officials said on November 17, 2021, the Lashleys aided and abetted one another and willfully caused bodily injury to the victim, a black man, because of his actual and perceived race. Authorities said the men repeatedly called the victim racial slurs and repeatedly struck the victim with closed fists and an axe handle. If the men go to trial and are found guilty, they could face 10 years in prison, 3 years mandatory supervised release, and a $250,000 fine. The announcement was made on June 17th by Assistant Attorney General Kristen Clark of the Justice Department's Civil Rights Division and U.S. Attorney Roger B. Hanberg of the Middle District of Florida, which includes Ocala. Officials said Mara White and Matthew Tannenbaum of the Justice Department's Civil Rights Division and Assistant U.S. Attorney Robert E. Bodnar Jr. at the Middle District of Florida will be handling the case. The FBI and the Citrus County Sheriff's Office investigated the incident. The father of a Missouri teenager killed after falling from a Florida amusement park ride said Monday he fears his son's death will be forgotten with tragic consequences for future ride patrons. The AP reports that Yarnell Sampson said that unless there are safety changes on such tower drop rides, somebody else is going to die. His son, 14-year-old Tyree Sampson, died in March on the freefall ride in Orlando. State Representative Geraldine Thompson says she is drafting a bill that would take a company's safety history into account more closely when applying for permits to open such rides. Subscribe to The Point newsletter, which drops the latest Florida stories into your inbox Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Visit WUFT.org for more information. I'm Nathaniel Wilson, and you've been listening to The Point from WUFT News out of the University of Florida. Have a great Tuesday.